Hey there, listeners. I am Joanne Lee Cornish, your truth bomb dropper in the world of weight loss, body composition, and mastering the art of rocking the body you've always deserved and dreamed of in midlife and beyond. Let's cut through the noise. Society tells us it's downhill from now on. We're told to embrace the middle age weight gain, embrace the muscle loss and poor health. If that's your vibe, then cool. But if you're ready to defy the narrative, then I am your gal. This podcast is a no-fluff podcast where we break down the essential truths of body composition, toss around some practical tips, and dissect the latest trends. I'm not here to sugarcoat. I'm here to show you what's not just possible, but downright probable for you. If you enjoy this content, be sure to click the link in the show notes to explore how we can team up and kick mediocrity to the curb. I offer one-on-one coaching, my ever-popular group coaching programs, and my corporate Educate to Elevate program. Okay, let's get on with the podcast. Enjoy. Discipline versus self-control. Are they the same thing? No, they're actually not, although they do overlap to some regard. Let us start with discipline. You might look at somebody and think they are a very disciplined person because that's how they occur to you in life. And it is true that some people um, enjoy structure in their life. Some people are you know, mega planners, they are detail orientated, and and that's the way they're made up. But that does not mean that discipline is limited to only those people. It is not. It is a skill that can be developed, it can be learned, it can be practiced, it can be you. And this is why discipline, when you zoom in on it, is simply the formation of tiny habits. So when you look at somebody that you think is very disciplined, when you look at them, they have a multitude of tiny habits, which have been repeated so many times that it became easy for this person to the point that it became effortless to this person. And this person just has all these habits lined up throughout the day, which to them are effortless. And to you, it looks like they're very disciplined. Now, focus on your life. Think think of your life here. And I don't have to tell you, hopefully, to brush your teeth. It is a habit that um, you don't think about. You just do it. You do it at a certain time. It is effortless. Um, You just do it. It's a habit. That's all it is. A disciplined person simply has built a series of habits that were repeated and repeated. There were a few mistakes. They were repeated. They were repeated. And then they became easier to the point that they became effortless. Look at our day. We all have habits that are effortless to them, usually because those habits are not optional. You know, they are not at our discretion. We we have to do them. But nonetheless, the more we do them, the more they more they repeated and the easier they become. So discipline is simply the formation of tiny habits. And I say tiny habits here because the habits should be so small that it's ridiculous for you not to do them. I mean, ridiculous. Um, So I've got a habit that I'm trying to create for, well, I will create for 2024. And that is when I get up in the morning and I make my coffee, I do not sit on the couch. 
Usually I will sit on the couch for five minutes or something, stroke the dogs, drink a few sips of coffee, and then I'll get up. But that five minutes often turns into 15 minutes. So what I am doing is I'm making my coffee and I refuse to sit on the couch. The dogs don't like it, but I'm not going to sit on the couch. That is a ridiculously simple. I can sit on the kitchen counter. I can go sit on the edge of the bathtub, I could, but I can't sit on the couch. That is a ridiculously easy task for me to do. And when I, I repeat it enough times, that will become a habit. And when I do that enough times, that will be effortless. That will be something that I don't even think about. But it just gave me an extra 10 minutes of my day. You see what I'm saying? So then if I've got dozens and dozens and dozens of habits like that in my day, and then some people look at me and like, wow, Joanne's so disciplined. Like, not really. I've just created these habits that I've repeated so many times that they're pretty easy for me. And then sometimes, you know, I feel like a bit of a fraud when people say, oh, she's so disciplined. Well, actually, I'm not. I'm I'm no different. It's just in a certain areas of my life, I've formed a lot of habits that work for me. And I've been repeating them for decades. So they are now effortless. Remember, with a habit, a habit is hard to make, but it is very hard to break. So if you feel like you're not disciplined, you just don't have habits. Go pick three or four. Yeah, probably just start with, even start with one or two tiny habits that will serve you well and just repeat them and repeat them and repeat them. And before you know it, they will become easy. And before you know it, they'll become effortless. And then before you know it, it would pain you to not do them. So that's discipline. Anybody can have it, but you have to start off small and you have to start off slow. Very different to self-control. Now, self-control, something I often hear is people that say, gosh, I used to have so much self-control and now I don't. And this is, this is, um, this is a symptom of society today. So let me tell you about self-control. So self-control is nothing more than boredom. When we are bored, we change. And we don't hesitate and change. We change straight away. Now, with the phones and social media and, you know, well, I mean, it probably started with a TV and the remote control. But as soon as we are bored, we immediately change. We immediately swipe. We immediately change the channel. And we've, we've kind of programmed ourselves not to allow ourselves to be bored. Now, back in the day, when people, people to avoid boredom, they did social things. They they did dancing and they were singing and they were social events. And that's what people used to do when they were bored. They would do social events, sing, dance, play musical instrument, whatever it was. Now we are, the second we are bored, we change, we swipe, we change channels, we flick, we... And this is where we feel like we're lacking self-control because we have we have got so used to the second we are bored, we instantly change something. And it can be good or it can be bad. I mean, it, it will happen. If you are bored, it will happen. You will instantly change something. So now how do we avoid that? Because exercise can be boring. Uh, dieting can for sure be boring. Studying can be boring. Working can be boring. It can all be boring. But a lot of times we don't have the option to change. So say I'm doing my taxes and it's boring. I don't really have an option. They have to be done, right? So I know they have to be done. It isn't an option. So it doesn't matter if I'm bored or not. I'm going to get them done. Yeah. 
say you're studying for an exam and you're bored and studying, but the exam's coming up, the date's not going to change. We overcome boredom because sometimes we don't have an option and we know we don't have an option. Um, or we change because, uh, sorry, we change because, sorry, we avoid boredom because the goal, the desire, the result is greater than the pain of boredom, if that makes sense. So again, maybe it's uh, maybe it's studying for an exam and you're bored, but if you pass that exam, maybe it gives you a promotion in your job, maybe it makes you you know go on to the next level at, at, at college or university or whatever. So the reward is greater than the boredom and, and the, the reward, the value of that pulls you through boredom. And that is kind of what we have to decide upon when it comes to changing our body composition, because it will get boring. I hear so many times, oh, I just got bored with the food. Oh, I need a different meal plan. I got bored at the gym. Don't really care because exercise can be boring. So can eating nutrition for, for weight loss or, in fact, weight gain. And it can both be boring. So what we have to focus on is what what is the result? What is the value of that result? So if you, I mean, using body composition but let, let's use it let's use a different story let, let's talk about the person that's trying to gain muscle and maybe they're sick of eating chicken and they're sick of eating and they're, they're stuffed and they're like oh i'm so sick of eating but i want to build this muscular body this strong body and the goal would be that well the the, the value of that is like wow i'm going to have this awesome physique i'm going to you know be visually different in the world i'm going to, i'm going to feel physically strong maybe that's going to give me confidence and that perceived value eliminates the boredom and keeps you on track now say you want to lose weight and again i'm just using body composition as an example here and the value is wow if i got back into those jeans i used to wear 10 years ago Maybe I would feel like I was 10 years younger. Maybe I would feel as good as as, as that period of my life. I, that, that weight was the perfect weight for me. I felt so good at that weight. I hear that a lot. So the value or the perceived value can pull a lot of people through boredom when things get sticky. If you don't know where you're going, if you don't have a, a a destination that you're trying to get to, if you haven't set a realistic destination for yourself, when you get bored, yes, self-control will be lost because boredom always, always equals immediate change unless there's a value that is worth more to you than the pain of boredom. Does that make sense? People starting a diet. It's uh, beginning of January. Maybe they've started a diet. Have they decided where, what, the, what they want the result of the diet? Oh, I just want to lose some weight. They haven't really thought about the value of that. Like, how would their life change? How would they feel better about themselves? What person would they become if they achieved that, if they got to that point of destination? You need to have a very clear picture because it will get boring. And as soon as you're bored, self-control wanes and it can go either way. You can get bored and the value of the goal is better and you'll dig in deep and you'll persevere. 
or you'll find your, I don't know, you'll find your head in a bag of donuts or something like that. And then self-loathing kicks in and then you feel like you're weak and then you blame yourself and all that nonsense that goes with it. All it was was boredom set in and you didn't have a plan. So discipline and self-control are, although they sound the same, because it's, it would seem like if you if I'm disciplined, then I have self-control. But that's not always the case. That's not always the case. It's just the disciplined person has so many tiny, tiny habits that work for them and it becomes effortless. So because it becomes effortless, they're not as often confronted with the, the desire to change that boredom elicits. You can see how they're similar, but there really is a very stark difference between the two. You can be a disciplined person. Everybody can be a disciplined person. It just starts with tiny habits that serve you. And anybody can, to a large extent, have self-control or a greater amount of self-control if they know their buy-in. So what I mean by that is as you embark on a journey of anything, study, um, work, um, a relationship, uh, a body composition goal, but as you embark on a journey, which is going to be a, a, a long journey, you know, it's going to it's going to take time, and there's going to be repetition, and you know, maybe things are going to be get a bit mundane. What is your buy-in? Why are you doing that? Why are you embarking on that journey? Are you just embarking on that journey just for the heck of it? It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to understand your buy-in. And if you achieve that, if you arrive at that destination, then what does your life look like? That's what will pull you through self-control. Now, it's not perfect. You know, um, Quite, quite often I'll hear that the people, you know, they, they lose a little bit of control when they're tired. Because when you're fatigued, either physically or mentally or both, then, and you're, and you're a little bit bored, then, you know, it's easy to make the wrong choice. But it's easy to get back on track if you know the path that you're on. So a discipline and self-control, they can both be yours. I want to... Tell you another little story before I leave this podcast. And this is to do with pain. I'm using the word pain figuratively. So it's the story of the needle and the frog. You have the needle and there is an unsuspecting frog in front of you. You prick that frog with a needle, and what does the frog do? It hops away, doesn't it? It jumps away rather quickly. It doesn't lean back and, like, impale itself on the needle. It moves away from pain. It moves away from that, that d d discomfort. Now, if that frog had turned down and seen me first, it would have run just as fast. It would have seen that needle. It would have known what it was, and it would have hopped away from me very fast. That is because we are mentally primed to move faster away from things that we are fearful of than we are towards things we desire. 
So we can have goals and I'm all about that. And I'm all about having a structured plan towards a goal. But the reality is we are wired to move faster away from things that we are scared of than towards things we desire. What I'm getting at, and I'm seeing it a lot these days, um, which is kind of sad. The thing that causes you pain, here I'm calling it the needle, the, figuratively it's the, it's the needle pricking the frog. But so something caused you pain. Maybe you went off track with your food. Again, I'm, I'm a body composition coach, so I'm, I'm talking in this, this language, but it could be any area of your life. So maybe that pain that you put your ass was um, your your food went just haywire over the holidays. Maybe you've completely lost the plot with your exercise. Maybe you are sleeping in and, and missing work or whatever it is. But that needle is pricking your butt. What I'm seeing, and it's bizarre, is I'm seeing a society that leans back and impales itself on that needle so people are in a place of pain. Again, I'm using that figuratively. Maybe, again, maybe their body, body compositions change. Maybe their activities dropped off. They're not liking it. They're, they're in pain with it. And they're impaling themselves on it. They're not moving away from it. They're leaning back on the damn needle. Excuse me, excuse me, French. They're leaning back on the needle. Well, if you've got a needle in your butt, it's not going to, the pain's not going to go away. It's going gonna, it's gonna to stay with you. But it's almost as if, it's almost as if, and maybe it's me getting older, or maybe it really is the case, but it seems like it really is the case. It's it's almost if people are accepting of this, that they're like, I'm in pain and I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to identify with it. I'm going to you know, stay with the pain and I'm going to tell people about it and I'm going to embrace it and accept it and identify with it. It's not going to go away. You know, we're primed to move away from pain. So when something's is causing you pain, again, body composition, or maybe it's something in your life, then why aren't we moving away from it? Why aren't we using our tools to move away from it? Why aren't we being proactive? Because we're led to believe that, that, that you know, we're all too comfortable. Well, you know, there's, there's two things that are going to kill us. Um, which book talks about this? Oh, my gosh, I forget. If I remember, I'll put it in the show notes. But, you know, comfort and pace will kill us. Uh, but comfort, definitely. Comfort does not bring us happiness. And yet people are in this plane of comfort and pain, and I think maybe they don't even realize it. So that's if they've been already pricked in the butt with a needle, and they just lean back, and they just take one for the team, and they just embrace that discomfort instead of moving away from it. But also, also, when they see the pain coming towards them, so they, they're seeing, you know, bad habits, poor behaviors, um, the wrong food, the lost gym memberships, they're the seeing all these things coming towards them, which will cause pain. And they're walking towards the needle. They're not moving away. I don't know if that's because they don't believe they can, they can experience something different, but I see far too many people suffering unnecessarily and being 
just giving into it. Just like, okay, I'll just, I'll just live with a needle in my ass. Does that make sense? We are primed to move, but that comes with, you know, self-belief, that comes with confidence, that comes with knowing the tools. And that also comes from the environment that we're in. And I think a lot of the times, um, in in most of the developed com- countries, we're so used to comfort <clears throat> that we're not willing to make ourselves uncomfortable. And yet, and yet, when we are uncomfortable, it feels good. I mean, doing hard things feels good. Think back to a time when you did, did something very difficult. And when you accomplished it, how did you feel? Now, usually, when you started off, you didn't know it was going to be difficult, and it just ended up being really difficult. I mean, um, I wrote a book, and when I first started, I was like, oh, I'll write a book. Uh And it took me a ridiculously long time, and the editing, the publishing, and it was so difficult. I didn't expect it to be anything like as difficult as it was. But at the end, I was... I, and I still am really proud of myself for doing that. I can't, I would, would I have embarked on it if I had known it was going to be that difficult? But anyway, what I'm saying is most people, when they do the hard things, uh, often they didn't know it was going to be hard until they were in the middle of it. And then they had no option. They had to complete it. But my point being, when we do hard things, we feel great. When we're younger, those hard things are, are usually not, they're not an option. So studying for an exam, it's not a choice. You've got to do them. Um, you know, as we get older, life becomes a bit more discretionary and we can avoid doing hard things. And that's where comfort sets in. And people think it's a sweet spot and it isn't. I mean, there's a reason people like to camp. Nobody really wants to lie on a hard bed or lie on the floor. And most people, their bed at home is way more comfortable. Why do they camp? Because it feels good. Doing hard things feels good and it removes us from pain. Self uh, discipline, nothing but habits. Takes a little bit of time, build the habits, repeat, repeat, repeat. You'll make a few mistakes, repeat, repeat, repeat. It gets easier and then it becomes effortless. Look at your day already. You already have so many habits that work for you that you don't that you don't value because they're so effortless. All discipline is building more of those. And then we have um, self-control. And self-control is down to boredom. And I do understand that in today's world, um, we get bored quicker. We just expect, mentally we're stimulated by so many things that we... We we seek change immediately. I mean, I mean, you might be on a, you know, there's a reason that Instagram now is down to reels and seconds because nobody's staying on there because you're swiping straight away. Dec- you know, the generations before us, um, gosh, they must have had so much clarity and peace of mind because they didn't have all the stimulation that we have today. It must have been a very special time. So self-control is simply a matter of boredom and understanding your buy-in, understanding what you're wanting to achieve, how your life will be better, how you will feel, how life will, will what your life will be like if you achieve what you're aiming for. And that is how you, and that the value of that has to be greater than 
the relief of boredom. That's all it is. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I trust I sparked your interest, provided a nugget or two of wisdom, and armed you with something practical for immediate use. If you've got burning questions or specific topics that you'd like me to tackle, check out the show notes for ways to reach out. Until next time, stay curious. If you've enjoyed this content, be sure to click the link in the show notes to explore how we can work together. And please go to www.theshrinkshop.com. Mm-hmm.